Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. This is your host, Eric Steven. I have with me today, uh, Jacob Birch, and we're not doing our the lineup weekly episode, but this we're is not. a dodge. What? what? Yeah. I, Jacob, I, I had all of my notes ready to go and really uh, interesting topics to bring up. You had this all lined up as a uh, lineup. Yeah, no. Uh, but I, I have a Dodgers rewind for you and the audience today. Um, it's Andy Pafko, who was an outfielder uh, for the Dodgers uh, for two years in Brooklyn. Before we start, uh, Jacob, do you have you ever heard of Andy Pafko before? No. Okay. Um, so I'll be tell you a little bit about this guy. Um, he was a star with the Cubs in the 1940s, literally, uh, as he made five all-star teams in a six-year stretch from 1945 to 1950. Uh, he played in the World Series with the Cubs in 1945, which was a notable achievement uh, playing in a World Series for the Cubs because it didn't happen <laughs> for seven more decades after that. Um, he received uh, MVP votes in four different years. He finished fourth in 1945. Um, the Dodgers traded for Pafco in June 1951. But before we get to that, I have a trivia question for you about uh, Pafco in 1951. Yep. So uh, Pafco, Andy Pafco that year hit um, 10 home runs for the Dodgers in September. Uh, as a note, this includes three games in October, the, the common September-October combo in baseball splits. Um Perhaps if you listened to our the lineup episode last week, there were uh, there was a trivia question related to September slash October stats. 
that I failed miserably at. Uh, I think you could do a little better here. Maybe. Um, Pafco is one of five Dodgers to hit double-digit home runs in a September or slash October in club history. Uh, all five were L.A. Dodgers. Can you name the other four players? I'll be thinking about that while you while you edify me and yeah. and entertain me at the same time. Whoa, that's you know that's a lot to live up to, but I'm going to try. Um, so June fifteenth, uh, nineteen fifty one, the Dodgers traded a backup infielder Eddie Miscus, um, backup catcher Bruce Edwards, a thirty four year old pitcher named Joe Hatton, who was by then a swingman. Uh, he started for them quite a bit, like uh, coming out of World War II, basically. And outfielder Gene Hermansky. Uh, it was a blockbuster four-for-four, four, eight-player deal. Uh, those guys went to the Cubs. They got Andy Papko uh, in his age 30 season. Uh, Wayne Terwilliger, which is a fun name to say. He was a backup <laughs> second baseman. Uh, Rube Walker, a backup catcher, essentially replacing Bruce Edwards in that role. And uh, Johnny Schmitz, um, 30-year-old swingman pitcher. So... Uh, I think the, the headliners in the deal were Papco and Hermansky, but uh, the real headliner was Papco. Baseball reference uh, bullpen page for Papco sort of uh, in describing the trade, they used the, uh, the Dodgers um, for acquiring Papco for, quote, pennant insurance, but they didn't list where that quote came from. So I'm not sure if it's something like Branch Rickey said, like at the trade deadline or something, like this is why we're getting him. So just as a setting the stage for this um, – the Dodgers at this time were basically coming off their best six-year stretch ever, or of any extended stretch, really. So in 1946, they tied the Cardinals at the end of the season, and then they lost the best of three National League playoff to them uh, for the pennant. In 1947, the Dodgers got to the World Series, but they lost to the Yankees. 1948 was like their worst year in the stretch. They were third in the National League. 1949, back to the World Series, but lost to the Yankees again. This is a theme. Um 1950, uh, the Dodgers and Phillies uh, played in the last weekend of the season. Uh, the Dodgers needed to win on the last day but uh, to force a playoff, but the Phillies won a three-run, 10th inning home run by Dick Sisler to avoid a National League playoff. And then on the day of acquiring Papco in 1951, the Dodgers were six games up in the National League. Um, there were eight teams back then, so and it was, again, only no divisions, just pennant winner. Um, he hit 18 home runs with a 120 OPS plus for the Dodgers in 84 games. He was really good. He basically took over left field. Um, the Dodgers would widen their lead to 13 games over the Giants as late as August 11th. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about what happened after that, um, after the break. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. 
And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. So the Dodgers' uh, 1951 collapse is probably the most famous in the history of the sport. I, I think there's others that probably compare to it, but I, they're clearly, I think, the most famous. Here's a brief recap. Uh, after that, after play on August 11th, when the Dodgers were up 13 games, um, the Giants immediately won 16 in a row, including a three-game sweep of Brooklyn at the Polo Grounds. Uh, that cut the lead to five games, so we got closer. The Dodgers after August 11th were 26 and 22, so like still good and like not like they completely gave it away, but like the Giants were 37 and seven, so <laughs> not much you could do with that. And so they ended up tied at the end of the regular season. That set up a best of three National League playoff. That was the format. The American League didn't have best of three. I think they had a uh, a one game playoff at the time for their thing. It only happened once. But the Dodgers were involved in the first four National League playoffs. All were best of three, and then they, I think, once they went to divisional play, they they dropped that. So they were the only in the only four best of three uh, playoffs in Major League history. Um, they lost in 1946 to the Cardinals. They lost in 1951 to the Giants. Spoiler alert, we're going to get to that. Uh, <laughs> they lost in 1962 to the Giants, and then they won in 1959 to, against the Braves. Um, so the first game uh, was at uh, Ebbets Field of this three-game playoff. Afco homered off Jim Hearn in the second inning, but that was the Dodgers' only run. So they lost 3-1. to one. Um after the, the game at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn, uh, the next two were at the Polo Grounds. Uh, so in game two, Pafko homered again. So did Jackie Robinson, Gil Hodges, and Rube Walker. It was a 10 nothing uh, blowout Dodgers win. Clem Labine pitched a shutout. Um, Pafko in game three singled home Duke Snyder in the eighth inning, um, and the Dodgers scored three in the inning to take the lead 4-1. to one. So this got me on a little bit of a, a tangent that, again, about Don Newcomb, not not an Andy Pafko stuff, but it was crazy how much they used him. So he he get he got a lot of like flack for being a choker at the time, but it, it was unreal how much the Dodgers rode him, especially like late uh, in the season. So th- this is the um, how they sort of pitched him uh, d- down the stretch in 1951. The penultimate day of the regular season, September 29th, Newcomb shut out the Phillies to keep the Dodgers tied. Um, the next day, the game was 8-8 in the 8th. This was the last day of the regular season. Chuck Dressen, the manager, brought in Newcomb again, and he pitched five and two-thirds more scoreless innings. <laughs> the game that went into extras. And then they eventually pulled him. The Dodgers won in 14 innings on a Jackie Robinson home run, which forced the three-game playoff. Um He's, Newcomb started this game three against the Giants on October 3rd on two days rest after pitching two days in a row. Uh, oh, yeah, he also pitched a complete game on September 26th. That was that meant that September 29th start was also on two days rest. So Newcomb pitched 30 innings in eight days. That is insane. <laughs> um, so um, the ninth inning of game three started, uh, again, Dodgers up 4-1. Newcomb gave up two singles, and then he got Monty Irvin to pop out foul to first base. 
and then someone named Whitey Lockman doubled home a run to put two runners in scoring position, and it makes made the game four to two. Uh, there's one out, runners on second and third. Newcomb was pulled in favor of Ralph Branca, who, oh, by the way, started and pitched eight innings two days earlier. So I, I was trying to think, did the Dodgers run, just not have any other pitchers available? <laughs> like, did they lock everyone away like in a, in a vault? And then they're like, I guess we can only use these four guys. Um, so the bullpen and the polo grounds, and I think that's where the clubhouses were too. It was way out in center field. So like anytime there was pitching, it was like this insanely long walk. Um so, uh, Branca Giants faced had Bobby a good Cr- view of it, though. Oh, they did. Uh, yeah. Uh. Um, Br- uh, Branca faced Bobby Thompson, who drove in the Giants' first run earlier with a sack fly. This is from Roger Kahn's book, The Boys of Summer. Uh, Andy Paco said, uh, quote, Branca walked by me in left field. I hit him in the back. Go get him, Ralph. But I was doubting. Branca threw a ball. Then came his shot. I started back in Ebbets Field. I might have gotten it. In the polo grounds, it was gone. So the polo grounds was 315 feet, the shortest distance in the league down the left field line. And it was a home run uh, right over the like top of the high wall. Um, so Bobby Thompson's home run won the pennant, the shot heard around the world, all that kind of stuff. And um, so I sort of feel bad because if you look back at um, the – did you hear that? No, Sorry. My computer acted up for a second there. Sorry. Uh, in in the New York Times obituary uh, for Andy Papko, it was so heavily slanted toward the Bobby Thompson home run rather than this man's death. <laughs> like the headline for the obituary was Andy Papko, who watched Thompson's shot, dies at 92. <laughs> That's really perfect. It's really sad. However, there's a photo, a fam- famous photo from the Associated Press that, that look, has Pafco at the left field wall looking up at the home yeah, run. I, now, look, look, Eric, a lot of times on these Dodgers Rewind, you pick um, players I have no uh, shame not knowing about. Uh, uh, but And so I, you know, you asked if I, I knew this, I've uh, heard of him, and I answered honestly, I had not. But then reading, you know, this is really good, some really good years. And as a Dodgers fan, I definitely shouldn't have known because of the Thompson home run. But this is just a, a good baseball career. So I am yeah. I was feeling like, man, I, I should have known, should have recognized the name. I'm feeling a little shame. And the fact that the New York Times is reducing him, it's a little, it's a little bummer. Oh, yeah. Look, he, he played 17 years in the – but, like, only a season and – like, two a season and a half with the Dodgers, so a season and two-thirds or whatever. So, like, uh, you know, you're, and, again, you know, uh, 35 years before you were born. So, like, I get it. Yeah. But So, Pafco in the three-game playoff drove in a run in all three games. He homered twice. That was part of his 10 home run, quote-unquote, September, which brings us back to trivia. Mm-hmm. Do you know uh, the other four players, four Dodgers players to hit 10 home runs in a September slash October? No, but I will make, uh, you know, a reasonably educated guess. I'll give I will, myself uh, three wrong answers and we'll go but, from there. Before you, I will give you him before you start. Oh, nice. um, two of these are, uh, well, okay. Two are in the Jacob era. Mm. One is the Jacobean era. Yeah, we were For one. One is in the uh, Jacob podcasting era. Whoa! So yeah. All right, uh, uh, Bellinger. No. X. Um, Manny Ramirez. No. No. <laughs> so as he hit 17 home runs with the Dodgers in 08, 
I'm I'm guessing without he probably split it nine eight. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess he had to given that. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's <laughs> how cruel. How cruel, yeah. Manny. Yeah. Uh uh oh. Um all righty. Do you want me to give you the years? Uh, no, not yet. I'll I'll get yeah. to my three Rons and then I'll take a hint or two. Yeah. Um, Adrian Beltre. No. Uh, so before before I give you the years, I will say, do you remember anything about one of my guesses in the lineup episode during questions from Craig? I remember the first name out of your mouth was Ron Say. Yeah, no, that's not it. <laughs> so I, 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 Think okay, so I'll give you um, the year of the player in question. I was thinking about yeah. for that was ni- 1985. Uh, Pedro Guerrero. No. <sighs> so, the, um, so okay. Then what about 1977? No, no, no. Okay, so no. that's our okay. 99. Uh, is that Sheffield? It is. He okay. has the most with 12 in uh, September slash October, and then 2020. And I'll give you another hint. <laughs> this person is no longer on the team. Corey Seager. Nope. What? <laughs> uh, Jock Peterson. Nope. Kike Hernandez. <laughs> nope. Come on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, AJ Pollock. That is correct. Yeah. Um, got there. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I believe I'm looking it up as we speak. Uh, he he was uh, tied with Mookie Betts for third in the National yeah, League. That I year. remember. I'm remembering remember this now. Ten, 10 of which came in September slash October. Andy Papko, ten in 1951. 1977 was Dusty Baker. One of, he um, he was the last of the four Dodgers to hit 30 home runs uh, that year. And and then you have the other one in 1985, uh, Mike Marshall. Okay. So he had 11. Uh, interesting note about um, 85, there was a strike uh, later in the, that they tacked on. They made up the games later, I believe. But I don't think – I think all those games would have still been in September. So, like – but the, the way the schedule worked out, the Dodgers ended – or the, everyone ended late. Uh, 35 games Marshall played. So they played, like, into the – like, October 7th or 8th or something. It was crazy. So, uh, the 2008, the season ended on September 27th, which feels early to oh. me. That's not very nice. And then I'm looking, yeah. and he hit eight. Yeah. And then just verifying that, yeah, nine in, nine in August. So, um, I think if, I think if, you know, we had gotten a few extra games in there, yeah. I would have cleared it, I would have been right. It, I would have felt it's really much, good. It's much like, uh, I don't, actually, I don't, I'm not sure off the top of my head what Matt Kemp did in September of 2011. But that was the year where he ended with 39 home runs and 40 steals. But the Dodgers had a rain out in Washington, D.C. that didn't get made up. So they only played 161 <laughs> games. So if you just play that game, you never know. Like, it could happen. Um, all right. So that was uh, like 1951. But Andy Papko still did well for the 1952 Dodgers. Hit, uh, he hit another 120 OPS plus, 19 home runs for the season. He was four for 21 with no extra base hits in the World Series. The Dodgers lost in seven. Um, that winter, the Dodgers traded Papco to the Braves, who uh, were moving that year from Boston to Milwaukee, which was near uh, Papco's hometown of Boyceville, Wisconsin. 
He ended up playing seven years for the Braves uh, in Milwaukee and made two more World Series in 57 and 58 and nearly uh, made it in 59. They, the Braves lost to the Dodgers in the two-game playoff. 17-year career, uh, Papco hit 213 homers, 117 OPS plus, uh, five All-Star games, 1,796 hits. Like you said, very good player. Uh, my favorite anecdote, though, about Papco was, again, from his um, New York Times obituary. Um, he was card number one in the 1952 top set, which was the inaugural baseball card set from the company. And that set is uh, famous for the Mickey Mantle card. And some would say tops rely, like, pumped out way too much Mickey Mantle stuff the last, like, 15 years, basically, like, still living off that. But um, iconic set, um, you know, pretty famous. And he was the first card in the first top set. So that's pretty cool. But uh, at some point in the 1990s, a mint condition 1952 Andy Papco card sold for nearly $84,000. And um, this is from the obit uh, written by, I believe, Richard Goldstein. Um, Pafko lamented with a laugh that he received boxes of cards from Tops in the 1950s, but never kept any. Quote, I just gave cards to the kids in the neighborhood and they put them in their bicycles, folks, he, so he told the Associated Press. And there went the money. Click, click, click. <laughs> so that's Andy Pafko. Uh, nice, very nice career. Very brief time with the Dodgers, but very gonna, clearly memorable. I'll add on. I'm doing a little... little googling i was googling to see because pafco seems like a sweet uh new york times uh a crossword fill-in oh uh and uh it, uh he was used in 1953 and 1954 but with the answer the, the answer being andy and you were given pafco Oh. Uh, so I thought that was uh he, but uh more to the point of why i probably shouldn't know this name is uh author american author don delillo uh who i i i I have read, I think my, uh, my time at UCLA English classes is a bit of a blur, uh, but has a, uh, a mini text novella kind of thing, uh, called Pafco at the wall subtitled the shot hard around the world. So nice. Oh, that's really nice. And maybe again, he wrote the obit. <laughs> yeah, was he, to, and to be fair to that obit title, that picture is iconic. He's yeah. like looking up, like lamentingly like, Oh, like, Oh man. But yeah, good stuff. Um, Andy Papko, that's this week's Dodgers Rewind. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again tomorrow.